Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So enjoy the episode. Let's kick off with my first hand up of the week, Jerry Miller. Jerry, whenever you're ready, ask me your question. I'm the person that's fled domestic violence and yes. now one of the children's dads is trying to find out where we are. Yeah. Uh, he's not the perpetrator, but obviously he is trying to find out what school. Oh, yes. At. Yeah. Um, I'd run today and um, tried to get it all protected. But is there any legal steps I can take to make sure that that is kept protected? I think the difficulty you're going to have, Jerry, is that obviously, you know, you, you had said to me that he's not allowed to have your address. I totally get that. But the order should have made clear then that by having the school address will actually enable him to get the home address. Because with parental responsibility, he is entitled to know which school the children attend. So that's the issue. It's about you. Yeah, go on. I have um, filled out my C100 to amend the court order. And we're just going through AFCAS now and then hopefully it'll get to court. Well, this year, but obviously he can find that information out before then, then he's going to know our location. Yeah, it, it's a C79 is the first thing because you've already got an order. So you are varying an existing order, existing order, sorry. So it's a C79 sorry. that you'd send in. Um, okay. And how? just remind me, how is he going to get the children's school address before you have a hearing? Um, he said he was going to get his solicitor to find it. Oh, well, they won't be able to find it without your permission. I mean, if, oh, if well, if somebody said to me, "Can you find out which school my kids are at?" I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to start. We're, we're not sort of a PI, um, so you know that they'd have to maybe contact you or make an application to the court for you to disclose that information. So I think, I think okay. you'll be okay. And then the reason I ask that question is, you do have an option on the C seventy nine to make the application via an emergency application if you needed okay. to. All right. I'll do that. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. No problem. Thanks, Thanks. Jerry. Bye. Bye. Next person with their hand up is Captain. Hey, Captain, how are you? Um, when somebody gives someone an engagement ring and then it's said that if they split up, it ring, what, is there any legal right for the person who's received it to actually give it back? No. So it's funny you ask that question, Captain, because I've had three private clients ask me exactly the same thing. Um, it's seen as a gift. So there's no law around it and it's seen as a gift. So, you know, if it's it's not contractual. You don't give the ring on the condition that you're going to get married. Um, you give the ring as, as a token or as a symbol, really, for the engagement. So legally, no, would be the answer to that. You would just hope. And, and I always say, if I'm speaking to the, to the person with the ring, I just think, why would you want to keep it? But if I'm speaking to the person who gave the ring, I kind of say, why would you want it back? Unless you want to sell it, I suppose. It depends how much the ring's worth. Well, this one that I've just seen actually was worth £46,000 in 2015. Ah, okay. So, yes, in that regard, you probably do want it back. But legally, do they have to give it back to you? No is the answer to that. Would it be seen as an asset within a financial disclosure order? Well, the thing, it is, but that's if they've got married. So, if they're married... So they married, this person okay. looking at... They got married in 2015. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. So if it's if it's high net worth, which it sounds as if it is, then it would be seen as an asset and could then be included on the balance sheet, as I call it, on the form E. So absolutely, it would be included within the matrimonial asset pool, if you like. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Great. So, well, for now, it's good to you, Tracy. Have a lovely Christmas uh, to you and your family. Thank um, you, Captain. You too. Take care. care. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. We have Kenneth next. Kenneth, I've spoken to you before. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, I'm asking about a new thing today. Um, My partner after my two sons, um, I've had a kid with her, and she's gone and registered the baby without putting me on the birth certificate. 
How okay. would I go about getting my parental responsibilities, please? So you do that, Ken, by doing an application to the court. So first of all, speak yeah. to mum and see if she is in agreement you're having PR. I'm going to assume that she won't be, given that she didn't include you on the birth certificate. So it's the C100 form. And you are going to yeah. tick that you need permission to make the application because you don't have parental responsibility. And then you're asking yeah. the court for an order that gives you parental responsibility. Yeah. So it's the C100 okay. form is what you'd need to do. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right. No problem. Thanks, Ken. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Whenever you're ready, Nicole. Okay. I am new to this country. I've moved yeah. here in 2020. I got married to a British citizen brought me here. Yeah. And while I've been here, it's in the, the year and a half we lived together. We've been married since 2015, though. Yeah. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. We've been married since 2015. I've been back in this country, and he's been visiting me until he actually did my spouse visa to get me here in 2020, January. Yeah. When I came here, he's not the person I married. He was very abusive. I got my indefinite leave to women in this country through the domestic violence route. And um, the match has gone downhill. He filed for divorce because he was very nasty. But long story short, we're in the middle of divorce. He said, I can't, he's not giving me anything because it was a short marriage. Yeah. Right. Um, we have a house together. It was bought cash. I did not put money into the house because, and I have letters stating where he's, texts he sent to me, he said, you don't expect me to put any money in the house, he's buying the house for us. Yes. Right? I've left everything, I've left my job in my country, I've moved here, and he bought a house, put down my name on it, but then, as I said, he was narcissistic, abusive, and I've gone through a lot. I've, I'm, I've, he made me homeless. But long story short, is do I have a claim to that house? My name is on the... Yes, yes, absolutely you do. And regardless of the fact that it's a short marriage, both parties' housing needs have to be met upon divorce. So the answer is right. yes. Now, generally what right. people ask me then is, well, how much will I get? You know, will it be 50-50? And that's the part where you need to take legal advice. So even if your name wasn't on that property, Nicole, you would still yeah. be entitled yeah. to a share of it because it was the former matrimonial home. So I can right. answer your question quite easily by saying yes. But of course, what I can't answer is how much of that you're entitled to. That requires a few more questions to be asked by me of you, if that makes sense. I did send you a request. I don't know if yeah. it's if we got through that. Um, yeah. I'm willing to pay for an hour session yeah. with you. Yeah. Because I can't really afford a lawyer. I'm really struggling. Sure. But I can a one hour legal advice with you and I just needed to know how I can do that if I can get um you could send yep. me the information absolutely absolutely I'm yeah. I'm 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 planning I've actually got no more we, we break up on Friday my firm as yeah. as with nearly all the law firms in the UK break up on Friday for a week um so I'm spending yeah. the rest of this week now just catching up I don't actually have any more appointments so I'll definitely get to yeah. your email Nicole um and I think we're yeah. taking appointments now for that second week back in January so if you can hang on yeah. till then um I'll definitely get yeah. to your email before I break up on Friday. I'll make sure that my inbox is empty before I finish on I'm Friday, so I'll get to it. I send it on here. I don't know if it went. Oh. I'm new to it. I'm not really good yeah. at technology. Okay. Or... Do you want to just send me an email, Nicole? That might be the best thing. Um, it's just that we have oh, wow. thousands of, of, of members on Discord and I might just miss it. it yeah. might, I might not be able to find it quite easily. So if you can send um, me an email, that's probably better. Right. So look for the legal queen. I'll look for I'll look up for your email. I'll let my daughter help me find it. So thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Bye bye. bye. Uh, Sue, you are next up. What's your question? Oh hi. Um I've been through court a couple of times, um, yeah. undertakings putting place against my ex and he's took me for child contact. Yeah. Taking me back again saying he's not getting enough not moving as quickly um my son is now nine when we first started the court process he was five and he's saying that he doesn't want to see his dad anymore he's quite happy you know with a 24-hour contact every other weekend and um, i think the main thing we've got is my son plays um football every weekend um a couple of cath 
women and the judge said that it's football's to increase but my ex is fighting that so it's just really um you know how do i sort of fight for my son really you know for him to get what he wants and he's happy you know with only being nine so sue sorry is it that he, your son doesn't want as much contact or he wants more contact sorry i, I missed no, that he doesn't. um my um son wants 10 a.m saturday to 10 a.m sunday yes contacts currently 10 a.m saturday to 5 p.m sunday every other weekend my ex wants 5 p.m sunday sorry 5 p.m friday to 5 p.m sunday every other weekend no football activities because his view is his time's more important than what our son wants yeah and um, he is fighting that in court because he's got a caravan he wants to go there every other weekend and you know do what he wants to do not what yeah. our son wants to yeah do. so essentially then are, are, do you have any objection forget about the football for a second do you have any objection to dad having alternate weekends that's the first question um, yeah, alternate weekends, fine. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, he's been with a girlfriend. She's quite abusive. He's thrown everything out the window in front of my son, effing and jeffing and all that. So my son's been sort of involved in that. My ex just dismisses it as a bit of an argument. And they split up and he got with somebody else within a couple of weeks, introduced my son, and now he's back with the old girlfriend. So my son's very much when you ask him sort of questions about how he feels he just says she's mean i hate her she's always getting me into trouble so we've got that issue as well oh dear okay so whilst you don't have any objection i think you need to make that clear to the court you've got absolutely no objection to alternate weekends however you have some concerns and i think you're concerned sue and, and all you can do is let the court know of those concerns first of all that the child isn't happy that you know that there the seems to be a little bit of inconsistency with uh, introducing to new partners and your son isn't completely happy but more importantly if the child loves his football then he should be able to continue with that um, and I think, you know, it, it wouldn't be unreasonable for the court to suggest to dad that, you know, perhaps he takes him to football and then goes to the caravan after that. But I think the... Yeah. the go on. God, I was just going to say football's on a Sunday morning, so right. he's complaining that he has to come back yeah. from the caravan. And yeah. his solicitor very, is very toxic. He sent me an email saying, if you do not do this time what we're requesting without any football, then we'll take you back to court well so it's, that, it's that's very stressful that's fine and, and and it can be stressful sue but always remember as solicitors we don't have any power um or all that is is no. words on paper so you know if that makes no. you feel any better there's nothing they can yeah. do and if you go back to court the reason i asked you have you any objection to alternate weekends is i'm trying to establish if you're being unreasonable um because i you know i, I would be sort of diplomatically honest with you but what i'm hearing mm. is that you're being more than reasonable there are reasons and you have some concerns so i would be yeah. suggesting yeah. um if if they want to take you back to court then by all means let them do so it gives you an opportunity to explain to the court who can actually make the rules do you know what I mean his solicitor mm -hmm. can't no no all right thank you very much you're welcome yes, thank thanks you. Sue bye-bye I say it all the time guys um, but I, I just want to reiterate it a lot of you get very intimidated a lot of you on this channel who are speaking to me are doing so because you don't have solicitors you can't afford solicitors and that's the main reason that I started this and therefore there's a lot of you who are being intimidated by the other side solicitors don't be okay because whilst we are solicitors we don't have any sort of power only the court has that power to be able to make an order and um, some solicitors will be a lot more brash than others a lot more bullish than others but either way don't be intimidated by it okay it's really important that you guys who are receiving letters aren't sort of intimidated by that or, or you know scared of that please don't be um, Carla, you are up next. What's your question? Um, Meg, you are up next. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Um, sorry, I just had a query about... Um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought now. Um, so my uh, abusive biological father, who I've been spoken to for about three years, um, he removed my stepmom um, out to Ireland in July 2021. Um, she reached out to me and I helped them flee domestic abuse in July of this year. And now they're back in England. 
um, with her three children who are in alternative care. Yeah. And um, he's now doing a return order for my brother, who was born in Ireland and spent the first six months of his life there. Um, and basically, she, I'm, I'm, we're a bit stuck in the sense that, uh, we, you know, we don't want them to return to that. They lived in the middle of nowhere where she had no help and no support. Um, and now they're back here thriving. I just didn't know if there was any advice that you had for us to move forwards with this in a court perspective. What, Meg, what are you trying to achieve? Sorry, I'm a bit confused. What What is it that you're trying to achieve? So he's um, submitted the return order for them to go back to Ireland. However, because of his abuse and his him being very narcissistic and um, not a nice person at all, I'll be honest, um, we oh, don't I want see. them to return. However, you know, because of this court case, he's... he's he has a lot of money, basically, to put into this. So of domestic abuse and her having nothing, flying back. I understand. In a stroller. Yeah, yeah got I nothing. understand. So essentially what you're saying is in existence at the moment is an order with regard to the child, but it's been made in the Irish court. Um, so it's come over to the English court. So we, um, he has brought it up. So it's being um, done in London. So it is a London court that they're doing it in. Right, so it's being heard in London and your mm. father's asking for an order that the child be returned to Ireland? Yes, that's it. Okay, and does the child always live with mum? Uh, so he was with mum and dad. So basically they had a son that was removed due to his abuse um, that me and my sister, we're 23 and 21, um, have both disclosed um, and his uh, the other son was removed. However, because they moved to Ireland, he wasn't then removed. Um, they were pending investigation. Um, but so so but so my question is who does the child live with Meg that's all I need to know oh sorry so he lives with mum now he yeah. did live with mum and dad until okay. domestic abuse okay so it's mum that's the answer mum yes. okay yeah. so if if the child lives with mum then the court's going to keep the status quo chances are mm -hmm. by moving mum has now disrupted any kind of contact oh and Meg's gone she's just been thrown out is she still there? If she's still there, then I will keep answering the question, but it looks like she's gone. Yep, she's gone. Sorry, Meg, I don't know what happened there. I didn't touch anything, but you've not only been thrown off the stage, but you've been thrown out of Discord as well. Um, I can't see you there. Um, apologies. If you come back, Meg, we will certainly get you back on the stage. New run. Hello. Thanks, I'm just taking my call. Um, I wanted to ask, um, I've spoken to you once before. I'm in the middle of... Um um an order that my ex-husband made for contact with our son who's 11 and a half yeah and my son has made it quite clear because i want to have contact with his dad there's been lots of dv in the background um in the um was in the marriage yeah and then he's kind of disclosed all of that to my son so now my son's decided he doesn't want to have anything to do with him sorry um we had like the section 7 report and i was in court two weeks ago and they're very keen to close with no direct contact um but my ex-husband has now asked to the Kafka um Kafka to come in so then he can question her on um, some of the points in her section seven report i asked the judge on the day if i could make an application an oral application to remove pr because i feel like if my ex-husband has that he'll he'll find out when my son goes to school or like he'll try and tra track him down in other ways um, and the court, were, I think they'll actually give it to me, um, but they said they couldn't accept my application because it was my ex-husband's application for contact. So because I was the respondent, they wouldn't accept it. So I just really wanted some advice about how to go about putting the PR application in, like which form should I fill up? Um, and what exactly do I need to do? So it's a C1. Where, we, where, we've C1. Got, where we've got a case already running, you can put in, uh, sorry, C2, C2 application, where we've already got a case running, yeah, C2. Um, and you're asking to have the parental responsibility removed, if, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's literally, because when I was Googling online, I, there was lots of pages coming up with different information, and it doesn't seem to be a clear form about, there's lots for contact orders, but not removal of PR. Yeah, there won't be. It's just the C2 form. If you take a look at the C2, you'll be able to complete that one. All right. Okay, fantastic. Thank you Fab. so much. You're welcome. Bye. Quick question on TikTok. Somebody's asked, what does it mean if Kafkas close a case? Well, it means just that, that they, they have done their report, their sort of their job is done, there is nothing else for them to do and they're closing the case down. So any information that the courts have now from Kafkas is all that they're willing to consider. 
um, and generally it's where there's no risks involved or the parents don't need their assistance anymore. Um, right, who have we got up next? Hello, Mart, how are you? Um, right, as, as you remember, I kind of had a success in my last you um, did. enforcement yep. order. Yeah. Um, she has refused that order now and gone against it, oh. where the judge ordered that she returned all the contact papers on the day and all this. We're two weeks into this order now. Obviously, you should have penal notice on that order as well. And we're still no further ahead than we were two weeks ago. Oh, Mars. Um, I'm gonna. How how many times have you been? How many times have you been in court with this one? Um, this. So the latest one would have been the first enforcement that I've had to take action on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we've been in court. This is coming on to a year and a half, two years now. Yeah. So I think she she really is making a case for parental alienation. That's that's how it's going, isn't it? You know, it doesn't matter what the yeah. court do. So essentially, if your question to me is, what do you do now? Then it's going to be yeah. another enforcement application. However, right. you want to be starting to say to the court, look, I think we need a change of residence here. Because actually, yeah. it doesn't matter how many times I enforce the order and if there's a penal notice on it or not, she's simply not allowing me to see the children. And I yeah, think no, I think she, that needs to be your next move. From yeah. And I think I think what she's more afraid of is that obviously in the court a couple of weeks ago the judge said, Look, you give Mr. Lewis um a list of presents and all that, but I think she's afraid that I'm gonna give them to her on the con in the contact centre, which I ain't. Yeah. Yeah. So but I think again, she's kind of said, no, fit, I'll take my chances. But you know what, Mart? It, it does it really matter? I've got another client at the moment that you know isn't having any contact with his child, um, and it all he wants to do is give a Christmas present. And honestly, yeah, the, the, the rigmarole that we've had to go through—it's ridiculous. So, I, and, and again, I would because that's just going against what the children would want. Surely, she just yeah. she's just being so spiteful and mean. But, yeah, all you can do is stick with the process, Mark. It's another C-79, take it back to court again and put all this in there. You want a change of residence, use these examples about the penal notice being breached, not allowing you to give the children Christmas presents, and so it goes on. Just know that eventually you will get to a finish line. I, I know sometimes yeah. you think, oh, what is the point? We're just going round and round in circles. But eventually the court will have to actually action something because... The children aren't seeing you. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And the court have deemed it appropriate that they see you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I got Kafka's. They've, they've been in touch for a um, Section 7 report. But, I mean, we're not back in court until February. Yeah. But, I mean, she's she's even not even responding to them kind of thing, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's she's totally... She's just looking to alienate, completely alienate. And I think that's that's got to be your tact now. You've just got yeah, to go back yeah. to court with that and start using those words, change of residence, parental alienation. You know, there was just no cooperating with the with the order that, that, that the court has made. You know, that's the insult to the court. They've made that order yeah. and she's just putting it in the bin. Well, that's what the judge told her on the day. You know, yeah. these orders have been in place since March. Yeah. And like he said, you know, we don't write orders order just for you to ignore them. He said, I'm not going to have this in my court. Exactly. Obviously, yeah, yeah, and she's still ignoring them. I mean, God, she's ballsy. I'll give her that. Um, but yeah. yeah, you just just need to go back and say, right, judge, I think you know it's not working, and and we need to think about a change of residence. Well, smash it! Thank you. All right, choice. no problem. Have a good Christmas, Mark. Have a nice Christmas. You too. Bye. This um, lady has an order whereby the children have one overnight with dad per week. However, dad is an alcoholic. Um, and what can she do? What I would say to that is, um, if you have welfare concerns, and just because someone's an alcoholic, you know, because we can have functioning alcoholics, so they can have contact and the children are still safe. However, I don't know your situation. If you have welfare concerns, I would be getting you to think about whether overnight is appropriate for the children, is what I would say to that, okay? Whether or not there's an order in place or not. The welfare of the children is paramount. Um, Kaylee, sorry, what's your question? Um, so I had my first um, dispute hearing um, yep. last week. Yeah. And in an interim order by which um, dad can see the children 
um, before hours fortnightly while they do a full cash report. Yeah. And um, part of the interim order was that it would be um, in our local town. Yeah. Um, because he's moved out of the area and that it um, would be at his parents' house with them as the supervision. So does that mean that when he has them that he can only take them there? Like, can he take them out of the local town or...? Sorry, Kelly, has them for four hours. What does the order say about location or geography? Just what does that say again? It, it says, like, in our local... Like, he has to come to where we live... Yes. ...and to have them at his parents' house. Oh, well, if the, yeah, if that's but what the... Had... If that's what the order says, then that's how contact needs to take place. So by the sounds so of it... Can't... Well, it, just just go back to your order. If the specific wor- wording says that contact okay. is taking place at his parents' house, then yes, he can't go to the park, he can't go to the shops with them or a, a restaurant with them. Okay. It has to be at his parents' house, if that's what the order says. Right, okay, that's fine. Okay, because I haven't had anything through yet, so I haven't been <coughs> able to like double-check it for wording, but that's just what the judge said in the hearing, that he has to come to our local town. Yeah and see them he, he he collects them from us and then from me and then goes to his parents but okay um i wasn't sure if he could take them and do stuff with them whether that was allowed or not no not not if the court's been very specific because otherwise the court would simply say that he has to collect them from you and then return them four hours later but if it's specifically right. saying that he has contact at his parents then yes that's what the court's looking for him to do Okay, so I just need to wait for that to come through to read it. Yeah, um, yeah. What can I say in the meantime, because in case he wants to take them elsewhere, can no. I? Then you just say no, that your understanding was the court had made been very specific that contact was to take place at his parents' house, and if he disagrees, okay. then all you can say is, well, it has to take place at the parents' house until we get the order, and then we can have a look okay. at the wording then. And if he doesn't okay. agree then, I don't know, you, you may not want contact to go ahead, depending on what the concerns are. Yeah, I was just... Because, uh, obviously, he's, if he was to take his take them to, like, his sisters or something, she doesn't live in the same town. Yeah. So, obviously, he's going to be leaving our town to take yeah. them to where she lives. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that, and I didn't know if that was part of it, so... Yeah. OK. Brilliant. Okay. No, that's great. Thank All right. Much Thanks, Kayleigh. Thank Bye. Thank Bye-bye. Uh, Faz, you are next up on the list. Didi, hello, what's your question? Right, I'm, um, my uh, children are in care at the moment. Yeah. Um, and they were taken into care six months ago. Um, we escaped severe domestic abuse, me and the children. Uh, so we were, we, we were moved from Wales to England. And my husband's quite dangerous, okay? Um, yeah. And to the point that I have a, um, a panic button, SOS to the police. Yeah. Now my children are being taken into care, and he, I've been, I left in March two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And he continued, he continued to find us wherever we went, you know. So we're, now we're across the borders, we're in the UK, but my children were taken into care, right? Uh, because my son has severe, uh, complex needs, and he's really violent. Yeah. And he's only eight. Uh, so they're separated. They're in two different places. My boy is in an actual uh, specialised care home, and my daughter's with foster care. Um, I agree that they probably needed to be there because we all need to heal and get get well because my mental health is obviously, it's getting better now. I've got some support now. But yeah. social services actually went and contacted uh, him, even though the children had stated specifically that they didn't want, and it has caused them severe anxiety. And I had... Uh, I had made that. I said, please, of all the things, the children would be absolutely terrified if you contact him. They've just done it. And I am, um, that is causing me severe. He never, forgetting, he hasn't seen the children since uh, Mar- uh, since July 2018. And um, he never made any, any applications to court or nothing in relation to wanting to see the children. And I know for a fact that this is just to get at me. Because he wants to have that control still over me, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, so um, I'm just, you know, in the court, they were like, uh, okay, they're not going to send the children to see him right now. He's in Wales. 
um, and they're not going to put them in the car and drag them anywhere is what they've said but yet they still chose to get him involved and when I asked about parental responsibility kind of being removed from him it was a no-no here so I'm just like I'm kind of so stressed out I'm what? worried that, that what's going to happen in the end is the courts are going to actually make them see him and it's their choice it's not mine I've never ever bad mouthed that man so what's what's your what's your question of me DD? is um can the courts make them see their father if they so so the answer to that is yes the court can make an order that he have contact with the children yes will okay. the court will the court do it i think is 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 a better question for you to ask yeah and based on so based on what you've you've told me there seems to be a lot of welfare concerns there you know the fact yeah. that he hasn't seen them since 2018 he's certainly not going to get contact straight off the bat it would have to be yeah. a gradual process the fact that your children are in care at the moment shows that you know because if if he was a good option when the children were removed from you they would have been given to him so clearly yeah. that wasn't considered appropriate now any application that social services make or that dad makes you will be notified about because you are the mother and you have parental responsibility so you will be able to tell the court exactly the domestic violence that's been suffered um, exactly what's gone on in the past and I suspect that if there are real concerns for the children then no the court won't make an order allowing contact uh, well, uh, on that note, right, um, they they are not interested, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. They're not interested in the domestic abuse side of it. They are, it is as though, right, that they believe every word that the man says. If, do, do you get what I'm saying? They actually I, went from here I, to Wales I, and I, did an assessment and he fooled them again. I do, but, but I think that when it comes to before the court, DD, there has to be evidence. It won't just be what social services are saying. So there will be evidence. And if you have experienced domestic violence, you will have evidence of that fleeing yes, to. Exactly. There you go. So you will be given permission to put a statement forward and you will attach the evidence, whether that be police records, entry into um, women's refuge, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. You will put that together and they will. I mean, social services might be overlooking that and feel that there is no risk to the children, but the court certainly won't. Won't, okay? okay so put your evidence together okay, all right thank you thanks dd bye-bye silvu jazz you are next up whenever you're ready my question is my question is very easy i think um i think everyone else is in the same boat tonight basically my um, wife stopped full contact from the 13th of november yeah so i filed all of the necessary paperwork towards the court yeah uh, including the C100, the C79, I think it was, and all of the other stuff Yeah. Uh, like that. But my little one, her birthday is on the 22nd of December, and then obviously it's Christmas. So am I going to mess up things if I just go and leave some presents and stuff at her doorstep? So obviously at the moment she told she, she basically told me to just stay away from me and, and the kids and blah, blah, blah. So uh, you, are you going to... So you're you're asking me Sorry. if you're going to mess anything up. The first thing I would say is, are you uh, or is there any orders in place at the moment? No. No. Well no. then, well then, no. That's absolutely fine. She, she she got basically upset because I've sent everything to the court because she doesn't allow me to see the girls. Yeah. And because she didn't allow me to see the girls, I said, okay, if you don't allow me to, the only thing I can do is go to the court. Yeah. But because I filed everything towards the court, now she's basically telling me to bugger off and blah 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 stay away from me and the kids and i'm like well, obviously i'm trying to see the girls not you because i yeah. care less about you yeah yeah and and that's fine i mean leaving presents on the doorstep is absolutely fine um, that isn't going okay. to to upset the court at all. It's in the child's best interest to have a, a present for the birthday. So, no, if that's your question of me, I can say that would be absolutely yes, fine please. to do that. Yep, that's fine. You can do that. Thank you very much. I You're welcome. It. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank so just as a bit of background, um, family law, uh, December and January are our busiest months. 
Um, and the pattern is that December is crazy busy with contact because people want to get contact sorted for Christmas. Um, hence that I wasn't here last week because I was so busy. But it's interesting that every question tonight more or less is contact question. And then in January, we will be saturated with divorce um, applications because um, people make New Year's resolutions and they want to change and they want to, you know, move on and it gets really busy with divorce. So that's why those of you that are listening, we're getting a lot of contact questions. It is normal for this time of year. Anima Freak. Anima Freak, have I said that right? What's your question? So I was wondering, is there any way to change your child's last name um, without the like father's consent? Because he said I could do it when we broke up. But now that I actually want to do it, yeah. I've asked if, because apparently I needed, um, what's it called, permission by him? Yeah, yeah you so do. You do. So if you if you want to change a child's name, you do it by doing a change of name deed. OK, and you will need okay. father's p permission to change it because he has parental responsibility. If he doesn't give you that permission and you still want to change the child's name, then the only other way to do it is by making a court application. OK, and you do okay. that using a C1. And then, then it's up to the court to give you permission to change the child's name in the absence of father's permission, if that makes sense. Okay, like how would the court go about making that decision? Because he's not in his life whatsoever. He's said so, that he's not his child, even though it's proof that he is. So they would they would make you an order. They would give you an order that you, the applicant, be permitted to change the child's name in the absence of father's permission. And then you take that order along to the solicitor's office who was going to do the change of name deed or the passport office or wherever it is that you're going. Okay. All right. Oh, perfect. Thank you Lovely. so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Hi, what's your question? I think we've spoken once before and it was regarding um, some domestic abuse that's happened and I was trying to get a C100 done. Um, in the end, what happened is my ex-partner actually filed for a C100 the exact same week, so mine, we didn't bother posting mine off because I became the, res the respondent. Yeah. <clears throat> so he already sent me a consent order wanting every single weekend. We yeah. don't live in the same town and our, our son is too. And the dis domestic abuse has been entirely towards me, not our child. Um, so I'm happy for contact to happen. Um, so long as, you know, he, he can show that he's a consistent dad and he's not just going to run away because that's happened before. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Kafkas. We have our court first court hearing in the first week of January. When I spoke to Kafkas, I did tell them my concerns. I did constantly have to keep repeating in the conversation, yes, I know this has happened, but I want there to be contact. Yes, I know this has happened, but I want there to be contact. Um, they were happy with everything that I said. Yeah. Um, but when I asked them, can I start some form of contact from now? Um, they said no. And she spoke to her supervisor who also said no. Um, so I'm um, a little bit worried that I might look a bit stupid in court um, in front of a judge because all the allegations I've made, um, obviously the abuse was towards me, I have proof for uh, text messages and videos and things. Um, whereas I don't understand why Kafkas have said no, absolutely no contact whatsoever, even if he turns up at your house, even if I'm there or even if it's at um, you know, a relative's house. I would I'm worried the judge is going to look at me like what an idiot she said all this stuff and she still wants contact. <laughs> yeah. No 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 not at all. I mean if you're being told no contact then obviously yeah. it's no contact. But I think that's just to give Kafkas and the court an opportunity to investigate the matter further because okay. you know what the, the court starting point, and I, and I say this all the time, is you've got to look mm -hmm. at what's in the child's best interests. Now, course, it, you yeah. know, the, ch the court's always looking for the child to have a relationship with both parents. And if it's not yeah. safe to have a relationship with one parent because they're violent, then is there is there an alternative to that? Could we maybe have supervised mm -hmm. contact? You know, is there a yeah, reason? Yeah, my has been pushing for that. So she yeah. keeps saying Section 7, Section 7, and I keep being scared of a Section 7, not not because I'm afraid of what they'll say about me when they do the report on me, yeah. rather that, um, you know, I feel like it is best for us and to, at least every other weekend to go see his dad. Um, but 
I also want to cover my own back because I don't want it to be that in the future if anything were to happen, I never said anything in the first place and said the truth of what had, why we broke up and what things went on. Um, there was a lot of coercive control, which yeah. is why I've, I've put in a non-mol, um, because I want contact to happen without it being a form of control over me. Yeah, um, and and I think I think yeah, that, so. that that's that's important, you know, because what goes on between mum and dad, uh, which you know yeah. at times isn't nice, doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to happen with the children. So exactly. you know, if you feel it's important, raise it with the court. If actually you don't feel that it's going to impact the children having contact with their dad, then you know, put put your your reasons forward. But you know, don't don't feel silly at all. But what I would say is, if you're being told at the moment no contact, then do no contact. All right, make okay. sure that yeah. you do no contact. All right. Okay. Great. Perfect. Thanks. Thank so you. That's okay. Bye bye. Uh, Birdie, you are next. Um, so mine is actually about divorce. Um, yeah. My my now ex husband, um, he he wants to file for a divorce, which I've I've got no problem with. We've been separated for nearly three years, um, and but he he wants to go down the route of paying twelve hundred pound yeah to lose it up to get um to get the divorce done um but he wants me to pay half of it yeah for the financial separation order yeah now i was under the impression that by going through the um government website that that would all be entailed with the 592 pound um, however, he's under the impression that it's not, and and he wants it. He wants the finances separated completely. There's yeah. there's nothing between us. Yeah. Um. And I've got I've got no interest in his money. And as as far as I'm aware, he's got no interest in mine. Yeah. I just want it to be clean cut. Yeah. It's just I, I don't want to necessarily. I don't really want to be spending out six hundred pound if I don't have to. Yeah. So, Birdie, the process is that it is, you're, you're right, it is £593 for the divorce petition, and that pays for the entire divorce process from start to finish. On the back of the divorce petition, it asks the question, are you asking the court to make a financial order? And you two have most likely ticked yes. But all that does is let the court know that a financial order is coming. It, the court won't do anything about that. So he's quite right. You do ha it's a separate process then. You'll you'll get if you've got no assets to be divided between you, it's called a clean mm -hmm. break order. And you mm -hmm. will have to get that drafted and sent in separately to your divorce process. And that will be another right. fee. So absolutely, because without the actual order itself, you haven't severed those financial ties. You'll only have your divorce. Right, okay, no, that's fine. As as long as I'm aware, because obviously like I say it's um he, he's he's the one that's that's going after this this financial order and I, I've, I've got no issues with paying but yeah. if i don't have to then I'm, i don't want to do you know what yeah. i mean yeah i mean what i would say is the 593 you, you, that's legit um if he's having a solicitor draft the order which he should be just get to see their invoice first just say well look send me a copy of the invoice and and we'll go from there Right. Okay. Um, also, how would I obviously how would I go about maybe potentially getting hold of yourself if if I needed any any legal advice? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Birdie. So that, yeah, so you can just drop me an email. So if you go back onto the TikTok or the Instagram, my email address mm -hmm. is in the bio. It's Tracy at MaloneyFamilyLaw dot com, and if you just drop me an email, that's the easiest way to get hold of me. Perfect. Thank you. Ever so All much, right. No problem. Thanks, right, Birdie. Well, you too. Bye bye. Meg, same with you. I've sort of bumped you up, hoping I can hear you this time. I, do, I couldn't hear the last of what you said before when we were talking about the uh, return order uh, for my brother to get back. Oh, home. yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, just uh, just let me give me a second to remember what we were talking about. So I think that there's, um, yeah, so that's right. Mum's back in the UK now. The UK courts are dealing yeah. with it. Um, what if, if I asked the question, is the child living with mum? You said yes. So if the child is yeah. living with mum, the court's going to keep the status quo. Mum will not be forced to go back to Ireland because that would be against her free will. She's able to stay wherever she wants to stay. So it might mean that obviously we have to look at the contact order again because even though mum can stay here in the UK, it doesn't mean that then the father goes, you know, without having contact with the son. So it just means we need to revisit the contact order if that's what was in place already. What do you mean 
been a contact order, sorry. I don't think so, oh, so we've got a contact order for him. They do FaceTime three times a week. Yeah, yeah. So so, so that's, that's a contact order. So if mum's move back to the UK has jeopardised that, the court will revisit it. Okay, but if it doesn't, well, then the contact order can still stay in place. Do you see what I mean? Oh, no, sorry. So, so they lived before they before they fled domestic violence and came back to England, and they were actually living with him in the house. Yeah. So obviously, he wasn't the uh, sole care provider. But that's what he states. So, so he didn't. Do so, so there. there is no contact order then. So there's a contact order for um, that was put in place. There we um, go. For these legal go on. Right. Um, is that what you mean by that as long well as that order's made? So a contact order I'm talking about is an order that the court's made because it's an order, okay. a okay. contact order. So clearly if you have a contact order already or your mum does, then she will have already been to court about this. And your question of me is, she's left Ireland, come to England, will the English courts make her go back? Because her and the child don't want to go back. And what I'm saying to you is, they can't tell your mum where to live. If your mum wants to live in the UK, she can live in the UK. But what the court will be concerned about is, um, is the existing contact order being breached? And if it is being breached, what do we do to remedy that? So does that does that answer your question? No, no, because you're, you're, no, you're another sibling. They'll only want to deal with mum and dad and the child in question. Oh, that's perfect. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Meg. Bye. Um, hey, Amy, what's your question? In 2021 to 2022, I went through seven different court procedures to do a child arrangement order with yep. my ex-partner. Yeah. He didn't turn up for no court. He didn't turn up for no CAFCAS. And they've ordered a no contact order. Yep. Um, the thing is, we haven't received any paperwork for this order. And um, I didn't want it to be no contact. But what will happen if he does have contact in the meantime? Um, if, if that makes sense. Sense. Okay, it's difficult to answer that, Amy, if you don't have an order. Because he didn't yeah. turn up, a court can't force a parent to have contact. So the court yeah. would have been left with no choice but to say, no order as to contact, but any contact as yeah. can be agreed between the parents is fine. Typically, that's an order. Yeah. I'm not saying it's your order, but typically that's what, no. that's what the court would order. So if right. your order says that or any other contact as can be agreed between the parents, then you're fine. You'd be absolutely fine to allow right. him to have contact. Okay. But the court can't force him to have contact. No, no, he wanted contact, but he was just, he was, he's on his own little planet. He's a very, he's a very narcissistic person. And he thinks everyone will be on his side. Yeah. Um, so he thought by not turning up, nothing would be done. Yeah. And, um, but I didn't want to stop the stop him from seeing our daughter because she absolutely dotes on him. Does yep. he now need to take me to court? No, because if he wants contact no. and you're allowing contact and contact is safe, right. neither one of you need a court order. Right. Okay. So court order. Yeah, court orders are in place, Amy, where the parents can't agree. But if you two can agree, then that's fine. Yeah, we can only agree when he wants to agree, if that makes sense. Right. When, if and when he can be bothered, that's why we went to court in the first place. Got you. Um, but, yeah, you've, 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 you've thingied my mind now, so I'm Good. doing the right thing. <laughs> Good. Excellent. All right, Thank then. You. Thanks, Amy. Bye-bye. Uh, Faz, you are next on the list. Um, I'm going to try and explain it the best I can. So I received a C100 from my ex. Yeah. Um, there was me and there are welfare concerns. We've had our first hearing. He's, because um, I've, he's not willing to do the drug and alcohol test. Yeah. Um, he's not willing to do the police disclosure because you have to, there has to be a payment involved and you have to, you know, give address. Yeah, he's just not really willing to do any of the stuff that was agreed in the first hearing. I've got, my first question is, can he be forced to do those things? Um, 
And then secondly, when he submitted the C100, he also submitted uh, the prohibited steps order. Now, I don't understand why my son's been residing with me for the past two years since he's had no contact with him. Yeah. Um, he's not got a solicitor. He's representing himself. And I think he's, I think he just put, put in all the paperwork that he could. But in the, in the court hearing, when he was asked by the judge, you know, um, do you still want to go ahead with the prohibited steps or even though there's no reason as to why he would he said yes he would and he's going to have a think about it till the next court hearing um so how will his prohibited steps order get accepted and how do we get him to follow through with with the steps um that were given in the first hearing so you you can't is the honest answer to that faz you can't force anybody to do hair strand or alcohol drug testing sorry alcohol testing if they don't want to but unless they do it you can't move forward so clearly the court have found it appropriate that before they can make an order for contact he has to have some testing done and if he refuses, that's his shout. That's his call. That's absolutely fine. The court won't force him to. But then the court will yeah. say to him, unless you do it, you can't have contact. And if you're not willing to do it, then we'll dismiss the application and we'll all just go home. So... Oh, they can say that? Absolutely they can say that, yeah, because they... my son's vulnerable. My son's got a lot of, like, health conditions and stuff. I mean, you, sh you need to be able to be in a fit state to look after a child anyway, but with my son's vulnerabilities and his illnesses, you know, it's a very high concern to me. Like, yeah. what state would he be in looking after my son? Yeah, exactly. And the courts share those concerns. That's why they want the testing to take place. All okay. right? Fab. All right. Thanks, Faz. And what about the prohibited oh. steps order, sorry? What, what's the prohibited steps order part? He submitted that in with his application. And what's he, um, what's he looking to stop? What does he, he want to stop? He didn't really specify, but it was stuff like can't change his name or can't take him out of the location that we're in, even though he's not in the same city as us. Yeah. So I suppose at the end of the day, so that, that'll be an interim order, perhaps. I don't know what the order says at the moment, if anything. Um, but yeah. if, if he doesn't do his testing and therefore there's no um, contact been ordered, I doubt very much the court's going to stop you. They will stop you from changing the child's name without his permission, but they won't yeah. stop you from potentially moving wherever you want to live because they can't do that to you. They can't stop you from living where you want to live if you wanted to move. Okay, great. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Fab. Thank You're you. welcome. Bye. So Bye. someone on TikTok said, judges do not dismiss contact if parents refuse drug tests. So that's not strictly what I said. Um, if the court consider it appropriate that the parent needs to submit alcohol or drug testing in order for the child to have safe contact, they are within their power to say no to contact. They're not dismissing contact if they feel that it's appropriate for the parent to have some testing so i think it, it's just it's interpretation isn't it it's not you know i'm not i'm not saying that it's either one or the other i'm saying that if they feel it's necessary then they can't go ahead and order contact without some sort of protection in place i.e drug results um anyway Apologies to you, 12 of you still with your hands up. I'm so sorry, guys, we've run out of time. Um, but I'm back tomorrow. I'm going to do a couple of longer sessions uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, just because obviously we're going to be closed over the Christmas week. Um, so I won't be speaking to you guys then. And tomorrow, because I'm off to have my hair done, um, I'll be logging in about 6 p.m. OK, so just give me that extra hour and I'll do sort of six and we'll, we'll run past seven um, tomorrow night. Um, but just so you all know, I'll, obviously, when I go live, you, you'll all get notified anyway. Um, but yeah, so I will be back here again tomorrow night, but at six o'clock. OK, so thanks to all of you on Discord. Come back tomorrow. We'll answer more questions and we'll have a slightly longer session to give a few more of you an opportunity before the Christmas break. All right. Until then. Bye, guys.